Morena, and welcome to the Dawn Chorus. I'm Bernard Hickey for the Kaka. It is just around 8 o'clock on Thursday the 8th of July. And the big news today comes from Knight Frank, the global real estate firm, which does a quarterly measure of house prices globally, both by country and by city. And it's found that Wellington, where I'm talking to you now, is the third hottest city in terms of a housing market in the world behind a couple of Turkish cities where there is a um, real problem with confidence in their currency and so people are buying assets. They have hyperinflation. Now, we don't have hyperinflation of goods and services here, but we certainly have hyperinflation of asset prices. Wellington, the third fastest in the world, and that's up from the 32nd fastest a year ago in the same night Frank survey. Auckland doesn't miss out. It is the 11th fastest housing market in the world, according to Knight Frank, and that compares with 101, its ranking, a year ago. So, hot, hot, hot. Now, does that mean too hot, and should the Reserve Bank be cooling things down? Well, economists are certainly uh, heading that way. In the last week, we've seen very fast figures on house price um, inflation, but we've also seen signs that the economy is stretching its uh, capacity with very high job openings, i.e. job ads, and quite strong employment growth, but real issues for companies finding the skills they need. The QSBO survey showing uh, the biggest demand for skilled labour and the biggest problems finding skilled labour in the history of the survey has really gotten a few economists excited about inflation's inflation coming along the the scene so now we have all four banks expecting that there will be a hike in november that's significantly earlier than the reserve bank forecast a few weeks ago and uh, it isn't expecting to start hiking until the second half of next year but yesterday we saw westpac and anz come out and say november is when we're going to see the first rate hike and certainly financial markets here have priced that in that's helping to keep the New Zealand dollar uh, nicely supported over 70 US cents. In fact, ANZ said there's a remote chance, depending on uh, how strong the figures are in the next couple of weeks, that we will see the Reserve Bank possibly hike rates in August. Now, that's next month. Now, that's, uh, that's pretty, pretty aggressive, but um, we'll find out a lot more next week when the Reserve Bank has its statement-only monetary policy decision. That's next Wednesday at 2 o'clock, so watch out for that. However, is this getting ahead of itself? Uh, is New Zealand, in its little isolated bubble down here, beginning to get ahead of the rest of the world? Well, it's possible, given that central banks in Australia and the United States are not seeing interest rate hikes until... 2023 or 2024 and in fact both of them are still printing money at a rate of 120 billion US a month in uh, America and about 20 billion Australian a month in Australia. Got to remember that we're not disconnected from the rest of the world and it's quite likely our inflation rate won't be that different from what's happening overseas and currently financial markets are actually not concerned about inflation globally. So when you look at the US 10-year government bond yield, 
And remember, this is the world's most liquid financial market, and you could argue reflects the wisdom of the crowds. It shows that the 10-year government bond yield fell again overnight to 1.29%. That is a four-month low, well down from the 1.77% high we saw in March when people really were worried that the recovery from COVID would power up an inflation surge that the US Federal Reserve would uh, lose control of. And when you look at inflation expectations, which are a neat way that financial markets can uh, look ahead, where you essentially take the yield from the US Treasury bond uh, and take out the effects of the uh, inflation-protected uh, uh, US Treasury yield, you work out what financial markets are expecting in terms of inflation. So it strips out the you know, the real return aspect from a government bond. And that shows that remarkably weak and low inflation expectations are still there. So when you look at the five-year, five-year um, forward, which uh, is a good way to measure inflation expectations globally, that shows that we are still seeing inflation at around about 2.1%, 2.2% globally. In fact, that's down from a couple of months ago when people were looking at about 2.4%. So there is a risk here that New Zealand gets ahead of itself uh, and also forgets that a lot of this inflation coming through is potentially temporary. A lot of the stuff with the logistics, those ships haven't gone away, the factories haven't closed. They're still yet there. Sure, there's a lot of uh, restocking of stocks and um, bolstering supply chains and ships and containers in the wrong place. But that will smooth out as the shipping companies build new ships and they're not going to be small ones and things settle down as those supply chains uh, start to uh, get their act together. So keep an eye on that one. The real key is whether we see a wage inflation breakout and worth keeping an eye on what's happening with the wage negotiations with the nurses going on at the moment, talk of some new strikes. And you've got to remember that nurses haven't seen a pay increase since August 2019. So more than two years without a pay increase. And over that time, house prices have risen 40%. And it's interesting, I'm hearing that in Wellington, the DHB here um, saw half of its radiology department leave in the last couple of months because uh, these radiologists who are often paid uh, as much as 100k or so are saying they can't afford to live in Wellington. The rents are too high and they've given up on the prospect of ever buying their own home. So they've moved to Australia where they can get 30 to 40% higher wages. And the rents in apartments and CBDs in Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne have been falling. So they get a big pay increase and their rents drop $100 a week if they go to Australia. So this is a risk for New Zealand that we've got these massive labour shortages We've got a record high number of job openings, 80,000 on Trade Me um, in the uh, last quarter to the end of June. And, um, you know, all sorts of job shortages everywhere. Will it really re result in wage inflation? Well, it may, may well do. But one of the problems we have is that people are voting with their feet and going to Australia where they have exactly the same uh, uh, supply shortages for workers. And... 
New Zealand still has that bubble and Australia interestingly is cutting down it's halving the number of people coming in from the rest of the world not from New Zealand but for the rest of the world and it now is incredibly locked down and therefore um, other immigrants uh, are not going to be able to get in and the demand from Australian employers will be even higher. Those recruiters are combing the, the New Zealand market with all sorts of offers at the moment. So there we have it, the outlook on inflation, interest rates, wages, and just a note of caution for those who are really sure now that we're going to have rate hikes here that last and continue on for years to come. Well, remember, we've been here a few times in 2010 and 2014. The Reserve Bank looked to, quote, normalise interest rates and get things going again. Everyone locked in for five years. And then a year or two later, we all realised that the Reserve Bank had jumped too soon. And this is the issue here. The Reserve Bank in New Zealand is not doing what other Reserve Bank's doing. It is not practising a, a form of average inflation targeting. This is where the Reserve Bank of Australia and the Federal Reserve are saying, we don't want to pull the trigger too quickly this time around. Unlike in the last 10 years when central banks were, um, had, were very, they had a hair trigger on, on monetary policy. If they saw it coming just over the horizon, they would push up interest rates. Now those other central banks, the Reserve Bank of Australia, the US Federal Reserve, the European Central Banks are saying, we want to be absolutely sure that inflation is really uh, cooking before we pull the trigger this time because um, we essentially drove inflation too low over the last 10 years, below uh, 2%, and in some cases below 1%. And if you're targeting around about 2%, you want to, on average over the long run, have some inflation above 2%, some below 2%. And so they're, they're saying, well, let's get some inflation above 2% to average out the, the last 10 years of under 2% inflation. So effectively, other central banks are saying, well, we're going to wait until we see the whites of the eyes of this inflation surge before we pull the trigger. Whereas New Zealand is still saying, OK, we, we want to get ahead of this just in case uh, it uh, creeps up on us too quickly. And uh, that's the risk here that New Zealand pulls the trigger. And then next year, when things slow down, it has to wind back again. So just be aware of that before you start fixing for four or five years or anything like that. You really want to be sure that inflation is coming because remember those factories in China are not gone. Those ships are not gone. The apps are still being produced on app stores. Prices are still under pressure. Amazon just opened up its warehouses in Australia to New Zealand consumers. Ikea is coming. So is Costco. And uh, you've got to be wary of, you know, some sort of inflation breakout being the new, new thing. The phrase this time is different is the most dangerous phrase in um, the world of economics and investing. Um, sometimes it is different, but you really want to be sure <laughs> before you pull that trigger. OK, I'm Bernard Hickey. That was the Dawn Chorus for the Kaka on Thursday, the 8th of July. <laughs>